You are listening to Detect Design Podcast. We are delighted to present to you our latest podcasts, the only place to set your imagination free. Design inspiration comes in many forms. As product designer, trendsetter, or innovator, we find it is important to keep up to date. We are a playground that brings stories and inspirations about design and related projects that make great impacts on your life, hearing someone's life stories and real experiences. Keeping up with trends, tips, and more about world of product design and development. Detect. We've existed to create your extraordinary experiences. Hi, this is Michael Waits and welcome to the Detect Podcast. On this show, we focus on the development of innovative consumer and commercial products that create social impact, harness the latest technologies, and inspire industry leadership. Today, I am joined by Rawan Al-Othman, I tried, right? The inventor of the stroller rocker. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael, and good pronunciation of my name. I mean, it's as good as can get, especially when it comes to foreigners, so thank you for that. Thank you. How are you doing today, by the way? I'm, I'm good, actually. Yeah? It's great to I'm ha- doing okay. Yeah? Is there, am I missing something um, there? <laughs> yes, you can sense it. Um, just teaching online is like draining me. You know, you would have thought that it's going to be easier because you're in front of a screen. You know, you don't have to deal with students, but it's just like so much more work. I prefer the traditional way. So do I. Not to mention your vocal cords. It's a very different experience, isn't it? When you're teaching remotely or teaching in a class, there's not this sort of visceral connection. It means you have to sort of try harder, if you know what I mean. You've got to extend yourself further. And you can't connect. Yeah, it's you harder. Can't connect with the students. Really yeah. harder. Yeah. So, can you give our listeners a little bit more of your background for context? Um, sure. I'm an Arab from both sides. Um, I'm very fluent in English because I've lived abroad for a while. Even though I've studied, like I went to college in Kuwait, I've worked in Kuwait, but. Usually when we say Kuwait, people tend to think that, you know, we live in like the desert or, but we're actually very, we're actually very, um, modern. Very. Yes, we really are. We've had some people visit us in Kuwait and they were surprised at what they had to see. They were surprised that people here actually speak English. Um, when I went to Turkey, I was surprised because I thought Turkey was like Kuwait. You know, you would see English signs everywhere because I go to supermarkets and I'm like trying to buy something, but there is no English at all on the labels. There's absolutely no English. But in Kuwait, English is all over. So I pursued a a career in English education and I've been a teacher for five years. Wow. And where were you born? Were you born in Kuwait as well? I was born in the UK, actually, because my father was doing his PhD there. So wow. I was born there, and I had to live there until I was around five. Oh, wow. But then we moved back to Kuwait, yeah. Fascinating. Look, I want to talk about a subject that's really interesting to me. I think there may be a perception, and you were talking about this, right, particularly from Western foreigners, right? I think there may be a perception outside of what I'll call the GCC, if that's okay, that it's incredibly challenging to be a modern, professional, Middle Eastern woman, Right. And for whatever reason, that, get, that, that feeling sort of gets perpetuated. Is there a way you can allay some of these concerns and maybe talk about things, how things have changed over the past decade and just what the reality is like for you? Because like you said, 
I think Kuwait in particular, but the rest of the GCC as well. I've been there. It's just way more yeah. modern than most people expect it to be. Can you yeah. tell me about your experience, it's maybe? It's actually true. Um, for me, I would say things are getting easier for us by the day. Yeah. Um, it all goes back to your background. It all goes back to your family. Now we have some families that are more conservative than others. They believe that a woman's place is in the house. Sure. You know, take care of the kids. She teaches sure. the kids. She makes sure the house is clean and so on. But one reason that we are given that freedom or that support is because it comes from the family. Yeah. That's one thing. Another thing is... Um, Living on one income is not enough anymore, mm. you know, in a family. So guys want us to work now. You know, we're supposed to be helping, not just in the house, but outside the house <laughs> as well. So that's another thing, you know. Yeah. But mainly, all goes back to the family. We get support from the family. We get support from the government, whether it's financial or just like giving us that push that we need. We have women in parliament nowadays in Kuwait. Interesting. So we are given that freedom that you know, where women in the West actually get. But again, goes back to your background. I agree. I want to I want to make this point as well, though. There are plenty of places, I'm from the United States, right? And there are plenty of places in the United States where the idea of what a woman should be like is exactly as you described, right? And yet there are plenty of other places in the United States where it's exactly as you described it should be. In other words, it's based on your family. There are plenty of conservatives everywhere. And I think the world kind of needs to lose the provinciality that it had, provinciality that it has, and understand that it's almost the same everywhere to a certain extent, right? It's hard in yeah. plenty of places for plenty of different reasons. Anyway, I appreciate your candor. Can I ask you a question? Do you feel like, and I hadn't thought about this before, but do you feel like you can be a role model? Um, so, I guess I can be, you know, being, being a teacher especially, Students sure. always look up to me. Oh, you don't look like other teachers. You are always energized. Well, yeah, because, you know, they're used to, like, that, that teacher with the certain look and all these boring clothes and all that, like, boring attitude. But I come in, I socialize with the children. I take care of, of my appearance because when I look good, I feel good. There yeah. are days where I don't even feel like putting makeup on. <laughs> but if I do that and I come to work with no makeup on, I'm just going to act tired the whole time. Right, right, right. So I try to put on this appearance, and then it just takes over me. You know, if I look good, I act good, I feel good. I completely agree. And look, I put on a suit. Yeah. I put on a suit today too. When I put on a suit and like a nice shirt, I feel like a completely different person. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm talking about. It's all in how you look. Even though you don't feel like or you don't feel good, if you look good, you will start to feel good. Okay, let's move into the innovation part. When when you yeah. were younger, right? When you were growing up, you said you grew up a little bit in the UK, but that's when you were very young. When you moved home, were you always interested in product innovation? And I would say even further, just this use of technology to improve people's lives. Is this something that's always been a part of you? Um, innovation, no, but I did love technology. So my dad would always tell me, if you wanted to, or if you wanted me to buy you something, you're going to have to get good grades. And I always ended up asking for a camera or a laptop or a phone. So it's just everything that's like tech-oriented. Awesome. So I did like technology. But the, the way I reached the tech was I was just curious as to whether there was a way to make 
my idea comes true. I didn't even have a solid idea back then. Right. But I just wanted to, because I really had no idea. I had no background as to whether I can turn my idea into reality. So I, that's when I first detect. After a while, I was like, I have a daughter. She's like almost four now. Nice. So she tends to get very noisy, especially around the time where you want to eat. You know, you're out at the mall and, you know, you're trying to socialize. And then right. talking to my friend here and I had have to rock my baby to like sleep or just to calm down. Then I was like, what if there was something that would do that for me? That's when I came up with my first invention. Okay, so you, I, you just took away my question. I was going to ask you what the inspiration was. Oh, go ahead. You can ask me again. And when you started, how old was your daughter? She was, she was under two. Oh, wow, yeah. She was two years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my daughter's 19, by the way. So I com I'm a little bit further ahead than you. <laughs> right, right. I'm a little further ahead than you. I but, think you forgot what it's like to have a baby. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. But so, what exactly is the stroller rocker? Let's back up and figure out what that is, and then I want to go through the process of of building it. Yeah. Sure. Um, simply, it's just so it it started off with an idea that is like this bulky, huge device that you would add to your stroller and then help rock the stroller or to rock the baby to calm down or to sleep. Right. But with the, the text, they ended up developing it into like this little device that you attach to the handle of the stroller. So that's one thing. When you go in with an idea, it's not necessarily going to end up the same way that you want it to. Yeah. So once you attach that, it's, it kind of looks like a capsule. So we're going to call it a capsule. Okay. You attach the handlebar of the stroller. Right. You rotate one side in order to um, just increase the vibrations. The vibrations are very safe. Um, I had some concerns as to what if it starts walking the stroller and you know, the baby goes crazy, but that's not gonna happen. It's just like very minimal vibrations to help the baby sleep. Right, right, right. And will it work with any stroller, pretty much? It should work with any stroller, yes. We tried, we tried to make it accommodate as many strollers as possible by attaching a strap that is uh, adjustable. That's really awesome. So you can adjust the strap, yes, based on the thickness of your shoulder or your bar. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of this. Can you just walk through the process? Like, what were some of the biggest challenges during what you said was already an iterative process, right? Your first idea was this big bulky thing, and it ends up being this little <laughs> yeah. capsule you attach. So in between, it must have changed quite a bit. What were some of the biggest challenges you had there? Um, for me, most of the challenges were from my end. So, you know, funding is like a great issue, right? Sure. This process is very costly, yes. But to me, looking at what we have achieved, the cost is actually very reasonable. So okay. one main challenge was funding. Um, the good thing with the Texas, it was so easy to get your idea across to them. They would meet with you regularly. Um, we would have like face-to-face -face, uh, video calls or we would just have phone calls. But for me, I, most times, even on the weekends, I had to wake up extra early because of the time difference. And, yeah. you know, our weekends are different to yours. Yep, yep. So that's one thing. Um, I'm not an engineer. So... I don't know all of 
you know, all of the technical stuff. So the text helped me a lot with that. They would just present an idea to me and they would be like, oh, we have to add this pivot and we have to do that. And I would be like, okay, if it works, just do you work on that it's been so hard for me yeah but do you feel like your original idea changed at all during the design phase in other words when you first came up with this idea did it morph into anything else or did it just get smaller and more efficient and you know just easier the purpose is the same yep. to rock the baby to sleep but definitely more efficient more practical instead of a bulky thing it's small it's waterproof you can carry it everywhere um, one thing that I would say would, was changed, or just it's like added value, where you can charge your phone using the existing yes. battery of the rocking device, which is pretty cool to me, especially as a parent. You know, you're out and about, your kids want to use YouTube all the time, your battery dies, you can just plug it into your um, device and charge it, or into your Wait, I love this. So when you're at lunch with your friends, you can plug like a USB cable into one side of it even if it's rocking, and then charge your phone with it? Yes. I love it. <laughs> That's like an epiphany. That so is... ma making use of the battery, you know? That is such a great idea. And did you test it out on your own daughter? I did, actually. But the thing is, by the time I received my prototype, she was around three. All right. But it's, she, she seemed to enjoy the vibrations. It didn't really rock her to sleep. But she just seemed to sit there quiet. She enjoyed the vibrations. That's nice. You know how babies get comfortable sitting in a car and they tend to fall asleep because of the motion? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like similar to it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of my friends would take their children that wouldn't sleep into the car and drive around the neighborhood for a while, which I always thought was insane because my daughter was just a really good sleeper, but I think that was just pure luck on my part. But plenty of people do do that. That motion and that like their little vibration is really powerful for helping them just relax and fall asleep, yeah? Exactly. I never did that, though. My mom would take my daughter and put her to sleep. I'll be like, you want to go in the car? That's on you. I'm not going anywhere. I have work. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so she would take her and drive around. <laughs> oh, how good is that? Yeah. So is this process finished now? In other words, is the product almost coming out? Is it coming out? Like, what's the status of it now? And, and what's the feeling you have? that you've been working on this for how long now? Two years, you said? And it's almost three years. Almost I three. Think. Yeah, it's been almost three years, yeah. What's that feeling you have now that it's, let's just say, almost complete or close to completion and it's going to go out into the market? Is there some kind of elation? You know what I mean? Like, I did something physical. It's there. Um, in the beginning, I was so happy because when I received my first prototype, even the second one, I was like, wow, I actually made this. <laughs> My friends are so happy. My friends are, and my parents are happy. And then I was like, what if this doesn't work? Or what if people don't like this? What right. am I going to do? <laughs> right. It's nice knowing that you've invented something that um, isn't really familiar. Right, right, right. But what if people don't like it? And then I had someone bring up lawsuits. They're like, oh, if something bad happens, people are going to sue you. And then I was like, whoa, it hasn't even been out yet. <laughs> I'm already we're getting it certified, you know? Right, right, right. So no worries there. But it is it is actually a very exciting feeling, especially when it's exactly what you invented in the first place. So this is exactly what I wanted, and, and it looks cool. I don't know if you've seen pictures. I've seen it's a like picture of colorful. it. It looks really, yeah, really it, cool. It looks cool. Yeah. yeah. I just want to play around with the colors a little more, you know? I was going to ask you, like, I think you've seen that 
who is it? Google Home came out with, was it Google? No, Amazon, right? The Amazon Lexus, Alexa, they came out with. Alexa. Alexia, they came out with some of their newer products where they've changed the shape of it and they've also put like designs on the outside. They put little animals on it and stuff like that. Like there's so much stuff you can do with that speaker area, that outside area that, yeah, like the first iteration doesn't have to be the last iteration and colors are always cool as well, right? Exactly. Especially with the parents now. Parents are young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they they tend to enjoy these things, especially when they look cool or they're like trendy and you know parents their their friends are gonna ask them about it, oh where'd you get this from? Changing the covers. So that's something that I wanna do as well. Just make them look nice or like easy on the eyes. Give parents a chance to personalize their items. Did you feel more comfortable as you went along? In other words, at the beginning you had this idea and you're like, I don't know if I can't design it myself, so you figured out the people that could as you went along, did you get more confidence in your ability to say, no, I think it should be like this? Do you know what I mean? And, and now that it's done, do you feel super, not super confident, but way more confident about, I could do that again? Um, I actually do feel more confident, yes. Um, I was just really nervous, again, when it came to all like the engineering parts, because I am not an engineer. Right. So there are times where I had to actually go on Google and search certain terms or like certain parts just so I would understand it. So I've also learned from this experience. You know, even though it's not my field, I do have some knowledge now. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? So like, I, I think I can do this again. I was going to ask you, do you think you will? Here's the thing. It's really interesting. Um, but wait a second, though. It's really interesting, right? In other words, you designed a product that addressed a problem that you were having at the time. Your daughter, you said, was being a little noise, and you thought, I don't want to do this when I'm at lunch. I want to have something do that for me without creating problems for the surrounding environment and all the right things. Do you think as you grow, go through life, now you'll see things? I always ask kids this when I talk to them about innovation. In your life, when you wake up every day, is there something you say where it's like, I wish somebody would fix that or somebody would invent that? You've already done that. So now you know you can do it. You almost have to do it again, yes. don't you? Yes. I know that's the thing. There are times where I would go through things and I would be like okay if we have this you know life would be easier or if we do that right right would be yes but it's just knowing which idea you should go for and which one you shouldn't but seeing as you know with work and with the stroller rocker or my first invention I just don't have that much free time but I guess once I'm fully done with the first project I guess I can go and start with the second one yeah because the next because the first time you started right you talk to your family you talk to your friends and you say I'm going to invent a product. And they're like, that's crazy, right? They kind of dismiss it a little bit, maybe in a humorous way, but they do though, right? And the next time you do it, then you say, what do you think about this thing? Here, I'll give it to you as a present. I invented that. The next time you say, I have an idea, then they'll just lean in and just listen. Exactly. No? That's actually true because my father listens to me now. He's like, oh, what do you have to say? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's actually true, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, that's one of the ways you have to look at it is, I've validated the fact that my ideas are good. And I've also validated the fact that I can work in an environment that's difficult. You can work remotely, which is really hard, particularly from a design perspective. I found a great partner who can walk me through the process and come back to me with reasonable and good ideas. And that's actually really powerful because now you have a, a design partner for your ideas. Hard to find, but good to find for sure, no? It is actually hard to find. Um... I told you, I found it in the beginning because, again, things I don't understand. 
And it's not easy finding someone who would capture what you're going for. Yeah. I'm not artistic. I'm not creative. So if well, I'm trying to deliver like a message to you, I can do it verbally. But when it comes to like drawing and sketches, I can't do that. So you're just going to have to um, use whatever I have to say to put it together. So right. it was great to find someone who exactly captured what I was looking for. Yeah, I'd like to redefine this word creativity. And I'll tell you why. When I was younger, I was always told that I wasn't creative. My brother was like an artist. He could draw things really well. You know, my sister was a photographer, so she could pho photograph things really well. And I realized later on that I'm actually super creative, but creative in my thinking and in the way I approach things and the way I connect dots. And it sounds to me like even if you, meaning Ralan, cannot draw, that doesn't make you uncreative. And maybe that's one of the things you learned in this process about yourself is that your creativity comes from your ability to connect dots and to think and then to express those thoughts. And that's also really powerful, I think. Exactly. Like a, I guess you can say I'm like a visual creator. But, you know, I would see things, but I cannot deliver what I see to you only verbally, nothing on paper. <laughs> so I can just use my words, I guess. But that must make your English teaching amazing, right? Because you're teaching a verbal skill. So it transfers, I think, no? Yes. I actually find myself very good at teaching because if I have a message to deliver, I can deliver it. If I have something that I need to make sure that you understand, I can make you understand it. Absolutely. But all that, all that graphics, and no, it's not for me. No, I can't do that either. I can't even, I can't even hear it. I want to ask you this, though. I do admire people who Go, can. Oh, so do I. I've Be always wanted to draw, but... Yeah, cannot do it. Didn't happen. Do you, when you started this process, and actually more in the middle of this process, do you sort of seek out role models? Not, not in person, necessarily. But did you try to look yeah. at the way that others went through the design process? And if you did, who, who are they? And did they give you other like, ideas about some other products you wanted to design? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't really do that. However, um, I went to a center in Kuwait where they helped me get my patent. So oh. my first visit there, I received like a booklet from them. Okay. And this booklet contained all the inventions any Kuwaiti has ever well, invented. Oh, so wow. I went through them and some of them were actually inspiring, but it's just sad to see that a lot of them are not being marketed. They're not on the market. They're just, you know, patented and they're in this booklet as an achievement and that's it. Oh, wow. But it was nice to see that I wasn't the only one because I never heard about any Kuwaiti inventor, or maybe because I'm not in that field. Maybe. But looking at it, you know, made me want to actually move forward. Because there are times where you would be like, okay, I got my patents, now what? You know, right. the marketing process is not easy. Right. All, you know, getting all the packaging done, not to mention the funding. Some people just choose to stop there because it gets too difficult. Yeah, it's hard. But I'm going to try and like walk the hallway through. You should. And look, it's important. And I know this from what I do. And you should be good at this as well because of your language ability. It's important to tell the story of the product in a way that people understand. Right? I talk, we talked about this offline. I want to tell the story of who you are in the context of what you do because it will also make people understand the product and why you wanted to build it. But more importantly, that whole idea of designing something, getting a patent, and stopping means you've stopped telling that story. And maybe the most important part is the fact that all of those people you said that, you know, all these Kuwaitis that have these inventions and patents in that book, 
even you didn't know and you live there, which means the rest of the world doesn't know. And this gets back to this idea of the perception of what's happening in the GCC and the reality. It's almost incumbent upon you to tell that story. And it's doubly more important because as a woman, the expectations on you, the perception of the expectations on you are lower, but they should be higher, right? And by doing that, I think you can inspire people because if they know you did it and they saw you take it to fruition and not just leave it in the book, they'll think something you didn't think at the beginning, which was, I can do that. Yeah? Yeah. 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 And that's... Don't you think so? And that's why I asked you earlier. So now, yeah. I want you, now I want you to answer the question again. Do you think you're a role model? <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, I'm 27. Yeah. I've been working for five years. I'm good at my job. Right. I already invented something. Um, I actually got an award for it. There was like this inventions um, exhibition in Kuwait. That's awesome. It's the second, it's the second biggest invention exhibition in the world. Um, I got the gold medal, which was very exciting. But at the same time, I was nervous because there were all these great ideas on these great inventions, but they fit into different categories. So I was like, why are they going to look at mine and not all of these uh, other inventions? Like this one guy had an invention that helped. Um, you know how when you have hot water running, especially this part of the world, you would just leave the tap running and all that water will go to waste? Yep. So yep. he found a way to make that water go back and then become cooler and then actually, you know, run through the tap again, which was really cool, saving water. That's really Why cool. Why are they going to leave that? But then I realized that there are different necessities around the world and each person, you know, takes what they need. Because that wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be useful at your part of the world. Yeah. You have great weather. Uh, well, actually, I'm it. I feel like for my invention, um, everyone uses it. Everyone <laughs> has kids. <laughs> or to be specific, everyone has noisy kids, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that makes me feel a little bit more confident about that. <laughs> do, you, do you expect to market and sell this globally? Um, I'm hoping I do. I'm really hoping I do. If At least we can begin online, you know? Yeah. Um. But like you said, there always has to be a story behind it. You have to get something uh, for people to connect to. People want to know why this invention is important, exactly. how it came around to be. So that was actually all true. Yeah, I think there are a bunch of different ways you can continue to iterate this product. And it sounds like it was a great idea. It sounds like you found a great partner. And it sounds like it was a ton of fun to actually go through the whole process. And now yeah. my expectation is hopefully you'll come up with some more products. <laughs> I hope so. I'll, I mean, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pressure from this side, but it's just like if you have this creative mind. Create product. Yeah, why not use it? Why not use it? Anyway, mm -hmm. thank you so much in coming, for coming in and doing this today. I really appreciate it. Rawan Al Othman, the inventor of the stroller rocker, I really appreciate what you've done today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. You are listening to Detect Design Podcast. We are delighted to present to you our latest podcasts, the only place to set your imagination free.
design inspiration comes in many forms. As product designer, trendsetter, or innovator, we find it is important to keep up to date. We are a playground that brings stories and inspirations about design and related projects that make great impacts on your life, hearing someone's life stories and real experiences. Keeping up with trends, tips, and more about world of product design and development. Detect. We've existed to create your extraordinary experiences.